Hey, what's up? Thanks for listening to the Give Me Understanding podcast. I'm the host, Aaron Dodson, and you're listening to a 10-minute overview of the book of Esther. I've made my way from Genesis all the way through the Pentateuch, through the historical books. We're on now the last book that's called uh, Historical Book of the Old Testament, the book of uh, Esther. And I hope this will be helpful to you. It will whet your appetite to study this book further. This book is a narrative book, narrative literature. It's not law, it's not poetry, it's not prophetic. It's narrative literature, and it has a historical setting. And the last three books, well, the last two, I should say, Ezra and Nehemiah, plus this next one, Esther, deal with the post-exile time period of Israel's history, the return of the remnant of the Jews from Babylonian captivity. And I'd like to share a couple of things with you briefly from a cultural background study Bible. The book of Esther is set during the era when the Persians ruled over Judah in the reign of Xerxes, his Hebrew name, Azuerus. The Jews became subjects of the Persian Empire when Cyrus the Great, king of Median Persia, conquered Babylon in 539 B.C., Babylon had taken over Judah in 605 B.C., and many Jews were deported to Babylon as captives from 605 to 586 B.C. Even though Cyrus had issued a decree allowing Jewish captives to return to their homeland, many of them have chosen to remain in Babylon, probably because after living there for well over half a century, they had become well settled and prosperous. And the thought of returning to this ruined and isolated land of Judah had little appeal to many of them. Uh, Some of the Jews had even made their way even farther east to the new seat of power in the eastern world, Susa, S-U-S-A, the capital of Persia. Um, And some of them, some of the Jews, were able to obtain uh, positions of affluence and influence, such as the case of Nehemiah, who was the cupbearer of King Artaxerxes I. Esther's story, then, is set in this community of Persian Jews. They were far from their homeland, yet they were true to their heritage. And that's just something that I'd like for you to consider uh, to whet your appetite. Historical information is available about King Xerxes that she married uh, and his rule and his attempted invasion of Greece and so forth. Esther has, the book has 10 chapters, and the events of this book uh, happen or take place in Shushan, or the margin note in the New King James Version, or probably in other translations as well, is Susa, S-U-S-A, one of the capitals, one of the principal capital cities of Persia in that time. And um, if you look at... um, Ezra 10, verse 2, that verse implies that King Ahasuerus, Xerxes, uh, was already dead since he died in 465 B.C. That would date the book after that year. So that would be the time of its writing. The book of Esther provides the only biblical portrait of the many Jews who chose to remain in Persia rather than to return to, to their homeland, to Palestine. The book, though, is about God's redemption being unthwarted uh, 
and God's powerful providence. It's about genocide against the Jews. But God's redemptive plan was not uh, thwarted. It was unthwarted. God's powerful providence worked to provide, to protect, to promote, and to bless His special people who would bring about that one most special person, Messiah, through whom God would bless all the nations of the earth. The events recorded in Esther uh, are fulfilled at the time of the second world kingdom that are referred to in Daniel 2. This is the kingdom referred to as the beast and arms of silver in the image seen by Nebuchadnezzar. There are three verses that uh, help give us somewhat of a timeline, and I would encourage you to write them down and go back and look at them. Esther 1.3, Esther 2.16, and Esther 3.7. 1.3, 2.16, and 3.7. And a lot of these 10-minute introductions, I will give key words and key things. I want to mention some key words of the book. The word king is used 195 times. Mordecai, or Mordecai, 60 times, Esther, uh, 56, Haman, 54, Ahasuerus, 29, and the word decree is used 16 times. The important people, or the ones mentioned most often in the book, Ahasuerus, uh, King Xerxes, uh, the king of Persia at that time, but then a man who was a cousin of Esther uh, named uh, Mordecai. Some I've heard pronounce it Mordecai, whichever you want, okay? You can study that more on your own. But he was a man of much faith in Jehovah and who acted accordingly. Of course, the individual, the woman, the young woman, Esther, the cousin of Mordecai, a Jew who found favor with the king. Uh, and then also this very wicked man named Haman. I want to mention something about him quickly. He was an Agagite, A-G-A-G-I-T-E, a descendant of the kings of the Amalekites, Agag, that uh, Saul did not kill, that Samuel eventually did kill, was a royal title, Agag, King Agag. The Lord, you may remember, had declared perpetual war against Amalek. Uh, Exodus 17, 8-16. The book of Esther relates the last recorded battle in that war. You might check into 1 Samuel 15, 32, 1 Samuel 30, verses 1-10, through 10, and 1 Chronicles 4, 43. The time of Esther arrived 15, or about 550 years after the death of Agag. But in spite of that lengthy you know, passage of time, neither Haman the Agite nor Mordecai the Benjamite had forgotten this tribal feud that still smoldered between those peoples. And that would explain why Mordecai refused to bow down to Haman. Esther 2, or excuse me, Esther 3, 2 and 3, and why Haman so viciously attempted to exterminate the Jewish race in Esther chapter 3. 
as expected, God's prophecy to extinguish the Amalekites and God's promise to preserve the Jews prevailed. God's redemption does not get thwarted. It goes unthwarted. Esther 4.14, many would say, is the phrase of the book. Mordecai said of his cousin Esther that she had come to the kingdom as the queen for such a time as this. He said, perhaps you have come to this position for this very reason, to save God's people. Many of you are familiar with Esther, and so you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say these things. Uh, Chapter 8 is the key chapter, I think. The Jews were saved by God's powerful providence from Haman's evil plot to destroy them. And understanding that background of Haman and, and then Mordecai, it will help us to appreciate why he was such a, an evil uh, individual who would murder so many people uh, through his own evil power and influence. So let's conclude like this with a few things about the theme and then an outline. I think the major themes is that God's guiding hand of providence and protection were there on behalf of his people, although the name of God does not appear in the book. Sometimes we have the idea that in the Bible, God's work or intervention was always miraculous, but often it was not. But I want to give you an overview or an outline, I should say, that will help you uh, in reading the book. Uh, The main details, if you will, very quickly. This was from uh, Warren Wearsby, I think. Esther's Coronation, chapters 1 and 2. Haman's condemnation, chapters 3 through 7, and Israel's celebration, chapters 8 through 10. I think that serves as a very simple but basic overview uh, and outline of the book. And I would encourage you to consider this book and see the hand and power of God. God loves His people and He keeps His promises. And that is one of the many reasons, two of the many reasons, God is worthy to be served. I hope you've enjoyed this overview. Uh, It may be that you've read Esther, but it's been a while. I want to challenge you. Get back in there. Read that thing Uh, as soon as you can. It will build your faith in the one true God, your God and Father in heaven, my God and Father in heaven. I want to thank those that listen to this podcast, and I want to ask you a favor. Please help me by sharing the podcast. Be the algorithm. Uh, Put this out there if you like it and it's helped you, if it's been a blessing to you, and that will help me, and Lord willing, it will help others. Thanks for listening to the Give Me Understanding podcast and this 10-minute overview of the book of Esther. God bless, and I'll catch you next time.